Welcome back to The Intentional Dad, the podcast for men and their families on a journey to embrace and fulfill the promise of fatherhood. My name is Eric Manley, and I am super excited to have you back with us again today. And actually, uh, this is a surprise podcast, I suppose. We uh, called an audible, my son and I. We started our conversation And we're kind of laughing a little bit at ourselves because, well, let's just say over the years, we've had many very long, rich conversations to the point that we joke how we don't do anything other than three-hour conversations. So not surprisingly, we set out to do a podcast together and what we thought would fit neatly into one episode, we kind of realized as we were going through it, nope. It's going to be more than one episode. And so here we are at the beginning of this. I think we're going to finish with the second episode, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's what we do. Three-hour conversations would, well, if that happens again, then there'll be a third one talking about this. But Mm -hmm. anyway, Ben is back with me today to continue our conversation. And uh, what we had been doing in the previous episode, is going through the foreword that he had written, which was uh, just a gift that I I treasure. Um, And it was, uh, well, it was reminiscing. It was a trip down memory lane. And so we kind of unpacked that and walked that road together in our conversation and had just gotten through the bulk of what he had to share in his foreword, but really didn't leave time for another conversation I was really hoping to have which was those later years where things really all started to come together, specifically the final year, which what we learned together is just how significant and important that time was. And so I wanted to pick up where we left off with Ben and kind of had gotten to that point. So hi, Ben. Hey. Hey. Nice to be back for a second. Yeah, do this again. And... Yeah, so kind of picking up where we left off, we'd we'd kind of walk through those stages again, just to recap, right? You'd you'd done a little reminiscing about your your toddler preschool years, your elementary years, those stormy tween adolescent years, mm-hmm. um, and those tween years kind of giving way to late adolescence, which you know now we're all this all this intentionality about ushering you into adulthood through mm-hmm. your childhood into adulthood and it's it's rubber meeting road yes. time here yes. and i thought this was this was enough for us to talk about that it should be its own episode yeah um and i, I did want to clarify the way that i wrote it in the foreword the tween years and high school years are all one right uh stage of life for me in it it was more prolonged, but as we were talking about in the last episode, um, there is a very gradual um, stepping off and stepping into um, that uh, adulthood mentality. Right. And so kind of by natural you know, growth and, and maturing, that stage takes longer than the other ones. Um, so as I mentioned in the last episode, um, the, the focus of my tween years was very slowly getting more comfortable with my own adventures Mm -hmm. and wanting to test my limits. 
by the time I had hit high school, I had started to understand more and more of my abilities, my, my capabilities and what I could do. And I wanted to push that more and more. Right. So, um, it was kind of in the middle school years that I really started to, um, seek good grades. And by the time I hit high school, I had really, really set my sights on getting the best grades I could. And so my freshman year, I remember wanting to get all A's in my classes. Right. And so I, I, um, applied myself there at the same time. I, you know, sports were a big area that I Mm -hmm. tested my capabilities and I wanted to test them more. And so that meant, um, not just, you know, scouring the local competitions that I could go to, but traveling the nation and going to competitions in, in different States to really test my capabilities. Right. And that, um, that was very special. There was a lot of joy in that. And, and particularly so because I think that we worked very hard to also maintain our relationship as father and son in that. And there's a key word you said there. We worked. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, There were some really difficult things. Yeah. And so I want to give a little bit more to that too. Right. Um, So it wasn't just that you were starting to um, really take things very seriously. Um, You were achieving at a very high level. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So you were spreading your wings and you were working very hard. Well, the way we talked about it in those years was to turn potential into ability. Yeah. Right. That's, that's how we discussed it. That's, that was our language. Right. Yeah. And you took that very seriously. Right. Mm -hmm. And so as a student, you were very accomplished as an athlete, you were really good. (laughs) You got really, really good as a wrestler. Right. Yeah. And it was something that we shared together. Now, what that meant for us, father and son, there was, there was, oh boy, was there a lot of learning, right? Because <laughs> we were going through in those, in those early years, well, middle school, I was your coach, yeah. right? I was your primary coach. That made things challenging yeah. because now we kind of had these layers of, um, well, we call it hats, right? Yes. You know, on one occasion I'm, I'm wearing the coach hat which, you know, if you are seeing me as dad in that moment, it can actually be a very harmful it thing for your very, heart. very, very blurry, yeah. Yeah, and so we had a lot of untangling to do. And, oh, by the way, we were going through a giant learning curve of being students of one another. Yes. Primarily me, a student of you. I'm the dad. That's, that's, yeah. that's mostly on me to do that. Yeah. And so as I'm coaching you, my starting point is how I think yeah. and how I operate, yeah. how I work. And what worked for me when I was a young athlete trying to sort out <laughs> the nuances of competition, yes. right? 
And so that's what I naturally pointed you toward. Is mm-hmm. this is this is how I learned it. This is what I did. And part of our story includes really painful experiences mm-hmm. for both of us, but mm-hmm. mostly for you. I know that in those years, I actually hurt you mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, because I am trying to kind of push you in a direction. Mm-hmm that I know, but it would take me some time to appreciate and figure out. Yeah. You don't work that way. Yeah. I'm talking about how I missed your heart. Yes. Right. Yeah. And how it was very confusing for me. Yeah. And in the process of sorting out that confusion, there was a rather long period where I was just missing your heart very badly. Yes. To the point that it actually led to what I now look back on as one of my most favorite pivotal moments. Yes. And it's, it is one of mine as well, as funny as it is, because it was, oh gosh, probably top five, one of the most painful days or, or tournaments in wrestling for me because I just could not do what you were asking me to. And I, I wanted to so badly, but I I wasn't able to, you know, my heart is not wired like yours. And we were butting up against that very, very hard. Um, and at that time, you know, the, the thing that you were trying to coach me into was, not being afraid to get a little bit mean, not we, we, we made not a dirty. distinction, not dirty, you right. know, like not cheating or, you yeah. know, trying to injure someone, Just, but we used mean, we meant determined competitive. Yes. Right. That's, yes. that's, and, and we both understood that that's yeah. what I meant in, in coaching you in that direction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And for those of you that, you know, participate in another sport, say football, for example, it's not a gentle sport. Right. Wrestling is the same way. And so there was there was an effort um, where you wanted me to be very comfortable with that competitiveness and, and getting aggressive. Right. Um, right. And well within the confines of the sport. Yes. So I know the story you're about to tell. Yeah. There's there's one other piece in here though that okay. is part of the part of the bigger story of the initiation journey yes. right and so you're going to you're going to share a story of where we kind of had an aha yes. on a day um but there was one really big one that happened i believe right around this time as well yeah. it, it not it was right around this time so one of the mistakes that i look back on Right is in these in these years as I'm kind of trying to understand more and more every day, yeah, how to father you well. One of the things that I gravitated toward because it was just kind of flowing right out of my my own story and my own woundedness mm-hmm. was uh, just a very laser focus on character development. Yes, right, and so. Being in wrestling, 
that lent itself to a lot of discussions about character development pretty much every day, whether it was practice or competition. Yes. I mean, we could come home and we we had a smorgasbord of beautiful character lessons that we could dive into. And, and I was so eager to do it, right? Yeah. Because that's what I could see so clearly in those days of a way to enter into things and father you. Right? Yeah. What I was missing is day after day after day, month after month after month, going on to a year mm-hmm. and plus, mm-hmm. was in constantly pointing to, hey, we can grow in this character area. We can grow in this character area. Yes. We can grow in this character area. You hit a breaking point. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember what you said to me? Um, I, I don't know that I remember the exact words. Maybe I do. Um, but I said something along the lines of, Dad, I just always feel like there's something wrong with me. Yeah. And you actually said something really beautiful right before that. You said, Dad, I really do understand what you're pointing me toward. Mm-hmm. I get why it's important. But it always feels like there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I needed a moment yep. Yep. <laughs> after oh, you said I hit that you right in the jaw you there. uh you you smacked me good yep um and it just stopped me in my tracks yeah. because in one beautiful moment of vulnerability and just incredible understanding self-understanding mm-hmm. you put in front of me exactly what i needed yeah and that undid me because it was so clear in that moment how badly I'd been missing your heart mm-hmm. and how I had taken something that was supposed to be very beautiful, mm-hmm. very life-giving, mm-hmm. and I was crushing you with it. Yeah, This was all baked into this story that you're, you're going to point to on this particular day where we shared yeah. an aha. Yes. Together, right? Yes. So anyway, that was that of of all of our journeys journey together, everything that we shared, there are there are a few highlight moments for me. And believe it or not, that's one because it changed everything. Yes. Not just for you, but for me. Yep. You offered to me a catalyst for transformation. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Because what that prompted me to do is go into my own story and understand the brokenness in my own heart mm-hmm. behind what I was offering to you as a yeah. father, right? Yeah. So it, it was a catalyst for healing and transformation for me, Yeah. which changed our course. Yes. Right. And so this is continuing to unfold. And this story you're about to share was a little aha along the way. I think this was just before that really profound turning point moment I just talked about. The day that I am thinking of, I remember it was, you know, there were, there were only a few other, uh, people that I was able to compete against that day. It was kind of a, kind of a smaller day. And so perfect opportunity, right? You're guaranteed this many, uh, matches. You can get better at, um, being mean, being aggressive, uh, today and uh, really hoping to see some improvement here. I think we're I think we're close to, to cracking mm-hmm. the code. Mm-hmm. And I remember I one, had high hopes that day. Yes. I remember, yes. I thought, oh, he's gonna get it. He's gonna do this. Yep. Right? yep. I remember warming up 
yep. before the tournament started. And then I remember getting ready for my first match. And I was like, I was really, really trying because I wanted to yep. figure this out. Um, and I think it was about five minutes before that first match. I remember breaking down in tears yep. because the, you know, I was a little, I, I forget what age I was, but I was in, I was firmly in those tween years. You, and you they were, were, you were, you were right at 11, 12. Yes. Right there. There yeah. were just too many emotions going on. Yep. I, I couldn't do it. I was nervous. I was, um, to a degree excited yeah uh you know wanted to produce this meanness that i felt like Mm -hmm. i didn't have Mm -hmm. but at the same time you know trying to focus on the things that i want to you know my game plan and all that and it was just too much to handle and i broke down yep and uh that was not a pretty match that was that was very very well and it wasn't just that match no right when we we went um, found a quiet corner after that and had a long conversation. And that is when it slowly dawned on you more than me. But we realized, I don't think that this is working. Yeah. And it's not going to work. Yeah. And so what we recognized is stuff that worked for you did not necessarily work for me. And worse, it's not that it just, yeah. it's not just that it didn't work. It was actually crushing you. And so it all came to a head mm-hmm. on that, yes. on that day in that moment. Yeah. I really understood at that point, one of the major things I had to do as your father was be a student of you. Yes. Right. Yes. It is one thing to offer you from my experiences and that has its place but more important than that is being a student of my son to understand how to offer to him Mm -hmm. in a way that he's wired to receive it yeah right yeah and that was really hard because part of being a student of you meant a lot of times coming up against this reality, like I don't understand how you're looking at this. I don't understand how you're seeing this. Yeah. It's a mystery to me. Which. And I still had to father you through that. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was part of, part of the partnership that we had in those tween and high school years was, that that was the fruit of the partnership is um it was it was really interesting to see actually in middle school and high school for me i watched a lot of my peers push away their parents Mm -hmm. not in a i want to test my limits way i need independence but a like I am done with you. Very I want bitter. nothing to do with you. Yes, very bitter. Yeah. And that is one of the one of the many gifts of that partnership. Like we we were keeping our eye on the prize, so to speak. We were right. going to that final goal of initiation and we were going to get there together. Right. And of the many gifts in that was this 
process of learning each other and particularly mm-hmm. you learning me. Mm-hmm. And it was a bumpy road sometimes. Very. Uh, a lot of frustration still at each turn. There was, we'd dust each other off, pick each other up, forgive each other, mm-hmm. and we kept going. Yes. But as time went on, you got better and better and better at giving my heart what I needed and um, understand what I was looking for a lot of times better than I could. We just didn't allow ourselves to run from those difficult conversations. And that meant some really prolonged, painful experiences, right? (laughs) Because these things were stormy. They were confusing. Mm -hmm. They were very difficult. And, you know, there was a whole lot of overlap of the, the storms of your life and, um, my story and the storms of, of my story, you know, and my old wounding overlapping on top of all of this. And, oh man, it got messy, but we stayed with it. Yeah. Right. Um, because we were absolutely determined to reach understanding. Yeah. And that took a lot of vulnerability. Right. And, you know, and I don't want to paint the picture. This wasn't about winning an argument. No, no. No. We were, we were fighting to understand. Yes. Right. And we were fighting to discern spiritually the kinds of things that were going on. We Mm -hmm. were fighting to discern, um, lies that needed to be brought to the surface and spoken to yeah. and, and dealt with. We were fighting to discern what needed forgiveness and what needed reconciliation, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's one thing to know that you need forgiveness and reconciliation. It's quite another to, to know what needs forgiving yes. and what needs reconciling, yes. right? And all of this is happening in these years, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the distinction you're pointing to is through these conversations, the, it was not a battle to be heard and to be understood by the other. It was a battle to hear and understand the other. And so there was, there was a give and take. There was a both and there. But it was not, like you said, it was not an argument. It was not a shouting match, a shouting match to have my perspective be the right perspective. And I say that in quotations. Um, the goal was you wanted to understand where I was coming from and I wanted to understand where you were coming from so that we could communicate through that productively Mm -hmm. and have a, you know, have more knowledge of how we can navigate each other's Mm -hmm. hearts. Well, yeah. And that was (laughs) more often than not, that was, you offering that to me? Well, it's uh, that's how it should be. I, yeah. You know, father to son, I'm I am the one fathering you, yes. right? And so that was that was on me mm-hmm. to carve that out for us mm-hmm. and to to champion the cause, yeah. right? And yeah, again, it just so the picture is clear, there was there was not me browbeating you into no. Hey, the, you know, I'm your father. That you're my son. This is how it is. No, if, the, we if were, that were the case, I wouldn't have come to you with a majority of the stuff that we talked about. Right, right. 
Yeah, we were we were genuinely fighting the fight to understand one another yeah. and to honor each other's hearts. Yeah, right. And the bulk of that responsibility fell on me. As you got older, then yes, there was some responsibility in there for you as well. Yes, but. Yeah, make no mistake, <laughs> my invitation to you as an eight-year-old boy was to usher you through these years into adulthood. Yeah. That responsibility had a one-way flow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But that's what we were doing, and it is a two-way street in that I can want to offer that all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to be willing to you, receive it. You, and you were. Yes. Right? Um, but that was all part of what we were fighting to cultivate. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, wrestling proved to be kind of our shared experience where these things surfaced, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't about wrestling. No, no. (laughs) We made that very clear. Yeah, this this was about the things that were far beyond any particular wrestling experience or wrestling match. Yeah. Right? So... Yeah, so that's that's kind of what was unfolding, and that's what was so stormy in all of those years, and yeah. that's why I kind of point to some of those low moments as my favorites, mm-hmm. because it was in those moments that things were, I mean, there was a steely resolve that just yes. kind of grew every time we shared something like that. Yes, right. because God was using the suckiness of those moments and forging something much better through them. Yeah. I don't think that a lot of the discoveries we made about each other would have happened without those low moments. They absolutely would not have. Yes. Right. And so looking back, yeah, in the moment (laughs) that, that day, um, that we were we were just talking about that was not fun at all but now well removed from that seeing the fruits of what that day provided right i am so thankful right and i i cherish that memory well it was it was a day that i became a better father mm-hmm. and a better man mm-hmm. and it was a day that you i think for the first time you started to receive the message that I'm not like dad and that's okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, we stopped and you know, it was never, it was never my intent to make you like me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's how you were receiving it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what was crushing you. And so I think it was a very liberating healing thing for you as as a boy at that point on the you know on the front edge of these important tween years to know I am a different person from dad and that's okay yeah (laughs) right and there was a lot more learning to happen with that but that was a really really important moment for us right and so all of that you know is kind of the background to to where I'd really like to spend the rest of our conversation, yeah. right? So we, we've been talking about a 10-year journey, right? And again, you know, the, the details of that journey, you know, and, and the, the, the spiritual elements of that, it's a discussion for a different time. We're just kind of talking about our experiences, right, through all this. So talking about a 10-year journey, 
we've kind of shared our story reminiscing probably through about eight of them yeah. by now, right? Yeah. Then we come to the ninth year, which again, you're my guinea pig. Yeah. <laughs> we are experiencing all of this stuff new for the first time, but here we are, you know, several years on the other side and look back having gone through this with you now going through it with your sister. One of the things that I now know is as much as we went through in those first eight to nine years, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> let's just say the ninth year. It, it got more intense and I, um, you know, still wanted to maintain my academics. I was setting my sights at a new goal of placing at the state level in wrestling, which I, I was knocking on that door for a couple of years. And then I tore both of my meniscus and was on a really, really, really good team. I still felt a lot of loyalty and, you know, a, a desire to give what I had despite my injury. And there was a lot of swirling attacks on my identity and my worth. Um, Satan wasted no time in swooping in and swarming me there. Um, yeah, and so we should we should unpack that one just a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so um, the, the concept of spiritual warfare may be a relatively new one yes. to some. Right, okay. 30 seconds. Reality is, is that we have an enemy. Mm-hmm. And the enemy is not flesh and blood. It's mm-hmm. not mankind. Our true enemy is a spiritual one, mm-hmm. the opposer. Um, those of you listening, um, you, you've heard of Satan, mm-hmm. right? Devil. Okay. Um, our starting point is a fundamental belief that he is real and that he hates us. Yes. And that his aim is the human heart, and he goes after the human heart through spiritual warfare mm-hmm. and attack, and does that through messages and lies designed to lure us into agreements that we then begin to shape our lives around. Mm-hmm. Right? So this is what you're referring to. Yes. Okay. So with that understanding in place... Um, yeah, Satan was, in hindsight, it was pretty clear, but he was going to be looking for any and every opportunity to attack and diminish the work that we had been doing over the years. And so what a ripe opportunity in a very competitive environment Mm -hmm. where people can get hostile very quickly, Mm -hmm. um, with, plenty of uh, hopes that I had for myself Mm -hmm. and feelings of loyalty towards uh, teammates. Mm -hmm. Of course, a speed bump like a debilitating injury Satan is going to capitalize on. So um, that to say my junior year was very difficult, felt like you know, I was just trying to survive until the end of the season and see what I had left in the tank to 
um, go for my goal and mm-hmm. and one last crack your yep. senior year, right? Well, yep. no, it's still in my junior year. Oh, okay. Um, I fell short, just you know, mm-hmm. right on the cusp of of that dream that I wanted, mm-hmm. and the lies swirled instantly. Like you know, I didn't didn't have what it takes. Mm-hmm. Not good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't have put in just a little bit more effort. Mm-hmm. Um, it was sinister, very mm-hmm. sinister, and I went into the off season that spring of my junior year uh, into surgeries mm-hmm. and long recovery, wanting another crack One more to crack. prove myself. Well, mm-hmm. there was an underlying desire to prove myself, right? And um, which was rooted in shame. Yes. Right? Yes. That very if much. You, so. If you could, if you could accomplish it your senior year, then you could outrun the shame that you. Yes. felt lingered from your junior year. It would set everything right yep. from the past. Yep. And so this is this Very... is the backdrop of this final year mm-hmm. leading toward your initiation. Yes. Very and that's a very painful um way to think. And then a month before the season started, I found out that I had the same injury again. Yep. Yep. And the uh I I still think back. I know every little detail of the room and the the moment when I found out the diagnosis, yep. and there was just a level of like disbelief mm-hmm. and shock, and uh, quite honestly, a feeling of betrayal. Mm-hmm. Like, why why would God allow this to happen to me again? Mm-hmm. Um, this grief that I, I very quickly realized. All of these things that I had hoped for and was um, dreaming of doing my senior year were very likely uh, out of reach. Out of reach. Yep. Um, and that it would be a significant accomplishment to even make it to the end of the season. Right. Um, I still, again, had a loyalty to my teammates. Yep. And felt a need to. Um, you know, still give what I had for mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and realizing that what I was going to be able to give was not even close. It was a shadow of what I was yep. able to do for the team in years prior. Right. And so there were, oh, so many um, attacks and, and messages um, in spiritual warfare that came my it, way that senior year. Yeah, and so this is where... I'll offer a father's perspective Mm -hmm. on this. It was intense. Mm -hmm. And those were some really weighty days. Yes. As I watched you day after day after day face down, not just the physical pain, but the intense spiritual warfare that was right there alongside it. And it was one of the hardest seasons of my fatherhood journey. Mm-hmm. because I'm a dad. Yeah. No dad likes to watch their child suffer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the dad instinct is, how do I fix it? Mm-hmm. And there was no fixing this. Yeah. And so for me, it was about as helpless a feeling as I could have. And all there was 
was just standing in the storm with you. Yeah. But even at that, I couldn't shield you from it. Yep. It was your storm. Yep. Right? Yep. So I was living it with you, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, for my part, the struggle was the helplessness. Yeah. Um, and the just the turmoil of watching watching your boy yeah kind of get the tar beat out of him yeah right yeah that was hard that was really hard yeah right yeah so i'm watching all of this unfold and both of us are in you know kind of in our own yeah world with that while sharing that experience not really understanding yeah i was like man what i i don't i don't get this right yeah. how does this fit <laughs> yeah into this 10-year journey that, that we've been on right I didn't understand either and you didn't understand how could you right yeah so something was happening yeah we didn't see it until we got on the other side of it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what do you now know we <laughs> we should have seen it coming honestly mm-hmm. i i'm yeah it's amazed that our guard was not up well, beforehand. this is all part of the learning we were going through. Though, yes. Right. We, yes. we are much more in tune now. Hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> but the first person through the wall is always going to get the most bloody. Right. And I was the first person through the wall. Right. So, of course, you know, thinking about it, why would Satan play it fair right. and allow the first of at least three? Right to get through that final stage of the initiation journey unscathed. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Trying to cut it off a one final last ditch effort at um, ending this journey. Yeah. So we recognize that and also looking back, recognized what God was doing in each and every moment of that season, that that prolonged stretch of suffering for me. And like the other moments that we've talked about in this episode, in the moment it sucked. That was not fun. And I would not be quick to go back to it. But the gift on the other side of that and going through it, what I gained from it, that was the defining stretch where I went from boyhood into um, the beginnings of manhood. Because? I was stepping into relationship with God in each and every moment and receiving Mm -hmm. all that was on offer every day. Yeah. The good, the bad, the ugly. Um the only thing I could do was accept it openly. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot easier on some days than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was forced to do it every single day. Right. And it all, all came to a head. You know, it was, it was in general, it was four months of dealing with this and reluctantly getting back up to receive what was next every day. But it keyword, you just, this was, you had to make this choice every day Yeah, for four months. Yes. 
every day. And it was, it was a storm over physical brokenness. Mm -hmm. It was a storm over very vicious warfare on your heart. Mm -hmm. It was a storm over emotional brokenness. Mm -hmm. Um, the whole package, social social brokenness. Yes. Abandonment. Yes. All this every day. Yes. And you had to choose to go back into it and face it. Yeah. Which you did every day. Yes. Now, another father's perspective. As hard as it was to stand in that storm and watch you take that beating, mm-hmm. it was also, I was one proud papa. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, that is an incredible young man who just shows up and stands. Yeah. That's what you were doing day after day after day. And oh, Ben, there were, there were times that it was just so vicious. Yeah. And it just made no sense. Yeah. There were, there were elements of this that it was connected to nothing. Yeah. It was just pure hatred. Yes. Right. You know, in a, in a spiritual sense, mostly. Yes. Right. And it's just so, so hard to watch, but you just kept showing up. Yeah. This is when we're when we were in it, we couldn't see it. But this no. is when we got on the other side and we had a chance to catch our breath a little bit and we look back, we're like, Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. And you know, and, and so, I know well, I know the moment that that happened for me. Um but I, I want to hear what you had to say more. Well, yeah, I was just I was just gonna say it was it was the forging, right? I mean, it yeah. was the, it was the nine years of, of training and all those things that we fought through for yeah. all those years and all the stuff that you were learning in, in the process of how to, how to understand your heart, how yeah. to guard your heart, yeah. how to follow God's invitations and recognize them, right? All yeah. those things that we were, we were doing together that as a father, I was, kind of ushering you through. Here we were at this stretch now. It was either going to become your own or it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, it was binary. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's really what that last year was about. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so was there a crowning moment that you remember? <laughs> uh, easy. Yes. Without getting to, into all of, the, all of the details of the circumstances, basically my last career match was going to be for a team event. And, um, my coach pointed out to me, he said, you know what? Um, you have an opportunity to win your last match, which a lot of seniors do not get to do because normally Mm -hmm. you get, um, normally you get knocked out in tournament play. Right. And since this was a team event, that was not the case. So I, I had an opportunity to win my last match. And that brought with it a lot of angst, which I repeatedly had to release mm-hmm. and give up mm-hmm. and just trust God in it, mm-hmm. which was not easy to do, especially mm-hmm. after a season where um, my trust in him had been tested mm-hmm. and stretched. Mm-hmm. But I chose to do it. Um, and Oh, man. I walked up onto that mat with more confidence than I had the whole season. Um, eventually, 
you know, as the final seconds tick down, I, I won the match. Right. And ultimately, to a bystander meant nothing. Right. Yeah. Because this, yeah. it was a team match. We were getting absolutely dominated. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think I was crushed, one yeah. of four guys out of like 16 to win yeah. uh, from our team. But it didn't matter. I, I mean, I celebrated it like I had because uh, it wasn't about wrestling. At no, that point. it was you not. Know, and and actually, <laughs> most of your senior year wasn't about wrestling, and you knew no. that. Oh, yeah, you, you knew that. Yeah. That there was there was something much bigger going on, right? Yeah. And so there you were, last match. Mm-hmm. You, your hand was raised. Yeah, hands held high, and that's that was very fitting for what you'd been through. Yes. Right? Yes. And this is the point. You were still standing. Yes. You were still there. Yes. And you knew something about yourself at yes. that point. Yes. Right? So the way I put this, in the context of this initiation journey that we'd been on, what God had been doing is finishing the work. Yes. So it was something he invited me into mm-hmm. when you were eight that we then started doing our absolute best to be faithful and living out. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, what I had to offer was not going to be enough. Yeah. By design. Yes. Because initiation is God's business. Yes. And so my job as your father was to usher you back into our heavenly father's arms. Yes. Where the time had come for you to stand before him where he would validate your manhood. Mm-hmm. My job as your father was to then come alongside and affirm it. Mm-hmm. Right? And so we we got through that final storm, mm-hmm. uh, got on the other side, uh, caught our breath, started to understand what had actually happened, Yes, saw it in that context, which set up then the culminating moment, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. One that you can see me smiling as I'm, as I'm just yeah. remembering it, right? I mean, here we come to this moment that I first saw in my mind's eye 11 years prior. Yeah. And here we are. Mm-hmm. This is the day I get to stand before you and say, welcome to manhood. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps as I'm remembering it, right? And so yeah. I want to come back to you. So in the days leading up to the ceremony and the ceremony itself, yeah. what, what was that like for you? I'm going to be honest. The ceremony was a bit of a blur. It was just like, (laughs) I was, I was so excited and so thrilled. And I knew exactly, unlike back when I was eight years old, I knew exactly what this ceremony meant Mm -hmm. and the, the weight of it. Mm -hmm. And just so, um, there were a lot of emotions and that is part of what plays into not really remembering it entire, entirely actually there was just a little bit too much information to process but yeah. I was proud I was very um, happy that I 
you know, we had gotten to this point and watching just how excited you and mom were for that moment mm-hmm. was also a joy. Um, going to be honest, I was, I was also very excited to see the sword mm-hmm. that um, I was going to get. That was... <laughs> Which, okay, quick explanation. The process includes several ceremonies mm-hmm. over the years, three of them to be exact, right? Yes. And so with each one, um, part of the ceremony includes uh, a symbolic gift. Yes. Um, not surprisingly, for the final stage of initiation, it's it was a sword for you, right? Yes. So... Um, you knew that was coming. I did. I did. And I was, I was very, very excited about it. And, um, it was an affirmation of something that I knew that you knew, um, anyone who had watched me, um, battle through that senior year knew that I was there. Yeah. I had, um, officially become a man. Right. And, um, the, the memories I do have of that day just were pure joy. Yeah. You can't capture in words what that was like. Yeah. I mean, there there is just so much powerful joy. Yes. Of seeing something that you had dreamt of and strived for for mm-hmm. 10 years with your son yeah. coming to fruition yeah. like that. There's... Yeah. So... You felt it too. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. So yeah, that that uh, man, that is that is fun to relive. Yeah. So I guess as you know, as we kind of come down the home stretch here of this this particular discussion, I, I do wonder if you have some thoughts on what it that was three years ago yeah. for you now, yeah. right? And actually, this summer um, it's your sister's turn. Yes. Right. So here we are, three years. You're on the other side of that initiation. Um early manhood yep. for you. Um, what are your thoughts on what all this has meant going forward on the other side of that journey now? Well, the, the timing of the initiation was no accident. It was after my senior year had ended and I was uh, a couple weeks away from moving into college mm-hmm. where there is a lot of questioning yeah. and uncertainty um, for pretty much everybody. Right. The gift of that initiation is I went into college with one very, very clear stamp of my identity secure. Yeah. I did not need to question whether or not I was a man yet. The core identity has never been a question for me. Mm-hmm. I am a man beloved by God and that's been plenty mm-hmm. and so it's it's not always been uh, the easiest thing on yeah. college because the you know there are plenty of messages of who you should be who you ought to be oh yeah you know what you can be or will be mm-hmm. and it's it's been hard sometimes to hold on to my true identity but I always keep coming back to it and it always mm-hmm. offers this extra security because I have nothing to prove. And I know I have the tools and the ability to navigate just fine. It's not, you know, 
not going to be smooth sailing all the time, but mm-hmm. I can get through it just fine. You you are equipped. Yes. To to take what comes. To take what yes. comes. So coming back then, so the the first podcast you were answering a question for each stage. Mm-hmm. Dad is blank. Yes. Now here you are, a young man. Yes. How do you fill in that blank? Well, you're my buddy. You're my <laughs> friend. Um, which is so, so beautiful, such a gift. And I, I love that I can look at you and say, you are my friend. And that, that gift is not lost on me. Right. Yeah. And that's, that was all part of the, part of the dream, right? Mm -hmm. Is that we could share that journey together, ushering you through those years of growing up. Mm -hmm leading you to that moment where we could put a stamp of affirmation on your manhood. Yes. And then on the other side, be two men standing together, wanting the same things, mm-hmm. right? The, wanting to understand who we are as beloved sons yeah. and what our places are in the story and what our places are together in yeah. that story. Yeah. yeah. And friendship. I, I like that. Yeah. And, you know, I think you you were careful how you put that in the foreword that um, the way a friend should be. Yes, right. I mean, we still have truth telling conversations. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I've needed we, a couple. We do, we do, right? <laughs> and I, I think that there are there are times that you have had some of those truth telling conversations with me, right? Yeah. It, it has it has gone that way as well. Yeah. So, and. That's that's the beauty of this, right? I mean, we talk about a 10-year journey. It's really more, right? I mean, yeah. it's setting up a lifetime of two apprentices of yeah. Jesus sharing life together. Yes. That's, that's what that is. Which goes right? back to that analogy that I had earlier. A dad teaching their kid how to ride a bike. The journey is not done when the kid learns how to... You know, the dad's work is not done when he lets go of the saddle right there is still you know the kid still rides the bike going forward yeah and so just like like this relationship you have let go of those formative years over me where you Mm -hmm. are more parenting and then has transitioned over into riding alongside each other and pursuing the same goal correct right and that, I, I love, I love that picture. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. All right. Wow. This has been an incredibly joyful journey for me. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a good time to say it, Ben. Your mother and I are so proud of you. We are. You are a beautiful young man, mm-hmm. and I know you don't usually hear those words together, but there is a beauty yes. to the man you've become. And it is a strength, uh, a man of character, mm-hmm. um, good heart. Yeah. And we're just proud of you. We're really proud of you, son. We thank really you, are. Papa. So uh, thank you again um, to all of you who have shared in the joyful moment that Ben and I have had here. And I am grateful that you have shared that with us. I thank you for joining us. Look forward to uh, sharing the next podcast with you. And until then, may God bless you and your family very richly.